0: hello party people <laughs> how are you doing today um this is a n- new format it's not a new format it's just new people <laughs> um i know you've been following us for a while um esteban is still out and doing his own thing in argentina but i'm pretty convinced that he's gonna come back and that we're gonna start doing things together but for now um i'm talking to gregory today Hi, Gregory.
1: Hi, how are you? Uh, hello, everybody. How are you doing today? hope you're feeling all right. I'm feeling good, so.
0: Very nice. Yeah, same. So, yeah, happy to have you here. Happy to, Thank you to very do much. this with you. Would you mind introducing yourself a bit? What you do, who you are?
1: Yes, yeah, no problem at all. I, uh, uh, my name is Gregory Fubont. Uh, I reside in in Amsterdam, Uh, I've been traveling uh, a lot, uh, worked and lived in Africa and other parts of the world, Uh, but now I'm back in Amsterdam and uh, I'm very, very excited about working with people throughout my career. I had the opportunity to work with people in different capacities, Um, but my passion is really about helping people. And um, uh, the people I work with mainly and I focus on are people who are in transition, uh, but very focused on sustaining or improving their performance. Um, So I I call myself a leadership and performance coach. And um, yeah, it's very exciting. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of uh, a background of who I am.
0: Very nice.
1: What do you think, Lisa? (laughs)
0: <laughs> sounds good so far um, and that's actually where we met so gregory and me were colleagues or so coaching colleagues um and yeah i mean i've also talked about myself but it's been a while and i've also narrowed down my coaching practice and it's also supporting people in transitions it's just a different transition so i mainly work with Women who are aspiring entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs who are taking on more responsibility and, well, all the challenges that come with it, usually. And that also leads us perfectly to our topic, right? What's our topic?
1: Uh, yeah, I would love to talk about uh, procrastination and, in particular, uh, the role of behavior. Uh, or how we behave, and why we procrastinate. And uh, I feel this is a very important topic. As the, the number of people I've met throughout my career, whether this is in a sort of um, a setting of a personal setting or in a professional kind of context, you always notice that procrastination is the thing that sometimes keeps people away from what they dream about or the things they would like to achieve or the task that they have at hand at that point in time. Um, so I just felt that, that that would be a very, very interesting topic to, to discuss. And uh, Lisa, you know, it's, it, it's great to also, if you look at your, um, your your target group or the people that you work with, it would be very interesting to also learn about how they experience experience uh, procrastination and and what role their behavior plays in um, in in that kind of context um so yeah that's the topic that I would love to to bring up today
0: mm-hmm. and what a topic I can totally relate, and I know that even us, as much as we know about the whole behavior behind it um, that we've even procrastinated a bit in <laughs> in actually recording this <laughs> It's taken us a while. <laughs> Yeah, so we can, yeah. Uh, Yeah, which is totally fine. Um, But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So our initial idea was um, to talk a bit about um, what is behavior. Um, So you can look forward to to this. What is procrastination? So we're going to give examples. We're going to explain the theory a bit and then maybe offer some tools as to how to change it if you wish to get rid of the procrastination habit, um, et cetera. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. And actually, I like the point that you just made in terms of we actually procrastinated, you know, and, <laughs> and that probably would be a, you know, a great starting point of our sort of conversation around this. What, what would you say was the main reason why we procrastinated?
0: I think because we met in a classroom setting um, and then we just kept in contact loosely, we were not really accustomed to working together. So I think it took a bit of like, okay, do you actually want to do this? What are we talking about? What are the technicalities, finding a date, etc. So there were a bunch of unclear factors. Um, that kind of had to be talked about, and then it was just like, okay, now we do this, now we know each other, uh, go. <laughs> what do you think? Okay.
1: Yeah, in, in a way, yes, but I, I, when, when I think about it, because, I don't know, it, it depends on how we would define procrastination. When I think about procrastination, it's almost like um, delaying certain actions, uh, that you set out to do so things that you want to do but you don't do them okay and uh sometimes you give yourself reasons why you don't do it uh sometimes it's on a little bit more unconscious um but coming back to what i think about you know why we uh delay uh, to be uh you know to be frank from my point of view is that uh, When I think about doing a podcast, for example, for an audience, for me, it was something that I needed to get my head around. Talking about the topic, talking to people, that was not a problem at all. Um, So maybe in a way, I was hiding behind the kind of things that you just mentioned, like not knowing you well enough, not having the structure. But in a real sense, um, there were also some more internal things that, kept me away from really following through on on this, okay? And um, um, uh, so I delayed the actions, not on purpose. Mm -hmm. So I apologize, not on purpose, but uh, yeah, I had to get my head around. I had to overcome some of my emotions, overcome some of my thoughts before I got to this point of talking to you now on this podcast. So it's real, right? It's real life.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And you definitely mentioned some inner and outer box, which we're going into into depth later on, I believe. Um, I just want to start with, uh, you mentioned delaying the actions. Um, So I would love to unravel it from from the action side. So what is behaviour? What is that thing that we're delaying when we're procrastinating? Do you mind? going into that.
1: Um, yeah what is what is behavior? Behavior is uh, is, is uh, the things that you do okay uh, the way you act. Um, when, when I talk to people we we often look at it in, in three uh, categories almost right You talk about the way you feel, the way you think and your actions. And uh, behavior, for me, is, is all three together. Obviously, the thing that is visible to us is the way you act. Um, but behavior, for me, is all of them together. The way you feel about something drives your actions. And therefore, that together is your behavior. Now, when we talk about uh, what, what what is the definition of behavior in this context, uh, I was really talking, and maybe I should, you know, use that example again, when we were talking about this podcast, right? And this is not about me, but this is using as an example, and hopefully that people can relate to it when they take an example in their own world, you know, in their own context, is that you want to do something, but the combination of the thoughts I had and the feelings it created, right? kept me away from acting okay Mm. but then behavior is not just the acting but it's the total behavior of 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 you as a as a as a whole person okay and not just one one part of it does that make sense to you how do you see it
0: it definitely makes sense and especially if you set yourself a goal and you don't follow through um there must be some incongruence between like those thoughts and feelings and then the resulting physical actions that you're doing or not doing um, which is also in my opinion why why it's so important to talk about it because ga- gaining some clarity and insight on okay why do we do cert- certain things and why don't we do other things even though we said. We were going to do them or we deeply deep down want to do them um, and can't manage um, is so it's clarifying and it gives us new direction new insights um, and facilitates change as well so i believe that communication is is key in a lot of things actually Um, yeah but also then our physical behavior shows uh on, on upon reflection it shows us where our actual values and priorities lie for example if that makes sense
1: yeah yeah and that's an interesting one because you mentioned uh, change uh, uh the other thing that comes to mind when you when you talk about change just to build on everything you just said is that um we have our, you know, our values and, and what we see as our purpose in life. And sometimes that's very, sort of a conscious decision and very clear. Sometimes it's not. Uh, but you just made a point to say that the way we act is actually the things that we, you know, that we find imp- important and that we prioritize for that, for that reason. And and that's the very reason why I felt this topic was very interesting. Uh, because we can also make it a, an important question, you know, w- what are your values and, and what is your purpose? And, 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 and the way you act, the way you feel and the way you think is that actually, you know, you use the word congruent, right? Is it all, does it all fit together? Um, because I've noticed talking to people that sometimes there is a way of thinking or a way of feeling and acting that is not always in line with your values and your, and your, and your purpose. And, and you wonder, wh- why do we do that, right? Why does it happen? Um, and bringing it back to the core and to that core question of you know, wh- what are my values and, and, and what is my purpose? And you know, how can I be congruent with that? How can it, what I'm focusing on and what I'm doing in terms of my behavior, how does that lead me to, uh, uh, let's use a big word, how does that lead me to happiness? Right. (laughs) And uh, Mm. so uh, I I just wanted to add that, right, because I thought it was a very um, uh, profound point that you made around that congruency and driving that change. Mm. Yeah. That's
0: a very nice point to make, actually. I've recently discovered the question of like, how does this express my innate happiness, and like, how do my actions express that? And sometimes I notice myself that I'm doing things that are actually dampening or like pushing down my happiness. And then I realize, okay, I'm not congruent in um, in what I do, and I do things that aren't, wouldn't say harmful. But that are detracting, detracting from my happiness. If that makes sense. So those are behaviors I want to replace with more, more fun actions. For example.
1: Yes, yes, and uh, and 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 uh, that, that's very interesting, right? When you say that, because it's almost like and and I'm not necessarily talking about uh, about you here, but when we you know when we open it up to our audience. You, you sometimes wonder why would there be a form of self-sabotage, right? Why, why would we do that? Okay, mm-hmm. And uh, it's not because we consciously want to hurt ourselves, um, but it might be because we're avoiding something or we are being distracted by something that is uh, coming more from a place of instant gratification. Uh, when you do it right, and, and afterwards, it, it might not feel uh, in line with what you actually wanted to do, or in line with your values and your purpose, or the change that you want to go through. And um, uh, um, so that that was that was very interesting that you that you said that. Listen, obviously, we're both uh, coaches, and we talk to people. And uh, uh, but I, I have a question for you, right? And maybe that can build a bridge as well um to you know to evolve the conversation so when you say you know i do these things do you know why you're doing it when you do the things that are not in line with,
0: i think most of the time i'm getting clearer and clearer on it obviously um i think i'm at that stage where i do most things quite consciously that could also sound arrogant but i've also put a lot of effort into getting to that point. (laughs) Um, and now it's just like, there's a bunch of things remaining that are just learned patterns or like learn, learn from like early childhood, from my parents, um, from society, how society as a whole behaves, um, that are not bringing me closer to my goals. I could totally accept those if I was if I was fine with them. And if they and I've done so in the past, but I also realized that, okay, those are not helping me, for example, like in building a business just because of the the main bulk of society does not build a business like the average person, etc. So there's a bunch of things coming up. And for me, those are usually um, I call them fear scripts limiting beliefs um, that are driving my behavior and not my, my happiness or I love doing this. That's why I do it. But I'm scared of doing this because of social ostracism, rejection, etc. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I
1: like that. And especially the, the words you just used, a conscious, right? Um, and uh, uh, no, I, I don't think you you're, you're arrogant at all. I, I just think it's uh, uh, I think it's just a uh, realization that bringing things from the unconscious to the conscious provides you with an opportunity to not necessarily control it, but to understand it and to accept it, right? Mm -hmm. And when there is acceptance, you have an opportunity to say, is this something that helps me or hinders me? Is this something that I want or I don't want? Is this something that when it slips in that, hey, I'm realizing it's there and now I can do something about it if I want to, okay? And obviously this conversation is not to tell anyone what they should do or shouldn't do. Um, but I like the word that you used in terms of, you know, it's conscious now, right? And because it's conscious, I have a choice.
0: Exactly. It's it's aiming. I like I like saying it's aiming to put us into more freedom. Because if we raise our level of awareness of our patterns, of our thinking, of our emotions, then, as you said, we can we can not, not control, but accept and understand why we do these things. So, uh, we can accept and understand ourselves more, and then we're at liberty to choose if that's something we want to continue or not. And if, if it's something that helps us in our lives, that fulfills us, that gives us joy, then it's fine. Then it's just like acknowledging it. like, Hey, I like this morning routine that I've built up. Hey, I like it that I'm seeing my friends multiple times a week etc. But if it's something like, oh, I built up a an addiction to drinking coffee, (laughs) and that's making me jittery sometimes, I might need to change it, for example.
1: (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, because when we spoke about behavior and procrastination, uh, we spoke about you know, the uh, the thoughts, the feelings and the action. Um, uh, But in a way, we're also talking about because when we defined procrastination earlier, we were talking about something that you want to do, right? But you delay doing it, okay? So there's an implicit sort of intention setting exercise there right where you you set an intention whether it's a task or it's a bigger dream or a goal uh, there's always this intention so when we measure uh, procrastination we measure it against something that we set out or we intended to do and we don't do it okay Mm -hmm. Um, and and uh, for me that brings it together because this is not just about behavior we behave all the time there's No problem with that, because we are who we are. Uh, But if you put it in the context of intention, I want to achieve something or I want to do something, then obviously we start then judging that action, okay, or that behavior, because it either contributes to that intention or it doesn't, okay? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, for me in that context, Uh, uh, just to bring that to a level of awareness for uh, our audience is to say the behavior in itself, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. But if you put it in the context of what you want, or it's, you know, you intended to do, that's where we start talking about procrastination. That's where we start talking about behavior. And that's where, you know, becoming aware and more conscious of that behavior, you know, gives you the freedom then to decide does that work for me or doesn't it work for me in that context of intention setting.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I think that explains a lot of what procrastination is for me. And just to maybe narrow down a bit further, um, I believe that almost all of us procrastinate in some point because we have a lot of intentions, if we're honest, <laughs> we have a lot of desires, a lot of directional, I want to do this, get there, be that, etc., etc. <laughs> and obviously there's not enough time, space and energy and focus to fulfill all of those at the same time, <laughs> which is why if we're, um, obviously we've got to pick some priorities and do some things first and then others, which is um, why it might seem to other people that, or even to ourselves, that we're procrastinating on some things. It's just, it's just a question of like, how aware are you of what you're procrastinating on and um, is it like a big thing, if that makes sense, so for me, I, I really like this also in, in terms of be- myself becoming a coach, I've become more conscious of like, okay, how do I actually want to live my life? What is maybe worth procrastinating on and like, not to say neglect neglecting, but some things I can just do later. I don't need to be, uh, I don't need to learn how to paint and draw to up to a professional level now, cause that's not my, Number one priority, for example, even though that's something I would probably really enjoy doing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I, I, you you actually, um, as you were talking, it makes me think about uh, uh, just to bring it to life, as you were saying, with an example. Uh, When I look at um, intentions uh, that I have, I also like a clean desk.
0: Okay. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed
1: that sometimes sometimes I trade my clean desk for a dream that I have, right? Because I keep tidying up because I like a tidy place.
0: Yeah.
1: But at the same time, I spend all my time doing that Beaning. and therefore have no time left pursuing maybe that other dream or that intent, that action or the task that I set out. And that's uh, uh, just to bring it to life, an example of different things that we do, okay? But what are the, you know, what are the tradables that we have here? What yeah. do we trade if you have a list of things that you set out to do, right? And you have a limited amount of time, which we all have, then, uh, then what, what, what do you choose? So that's what we're talking about here, right? It's not mm. the behavior in itself, but yeah. the choices that we make and how easy it is for you to trade one thing over the other, right? Without mm-hmm. realizing you're doing it because they're both important, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. And like you said, we have a limited amount of time and I think that patience is a virtue, but I've recently also realized that impatience is also a virtue virtue, especially if you wanna get to some of those big goals in life. And I've once read a really good book and she said, we all always have a couple of plates spinning in the air, like those circuit thing- thingies where you have these sticks and then you rotate plates in them. <laughs> and she's like, well, the, sometime, sometimes there are just more plates than you can actively spin. And sometimes some, some of them fall down and shatter and that's perfectly fine if, if you know which plates you definitely want to have up in the air um and yeah it takes some discernment to to also let some some things go in order to focus more on 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 the more important things
1: yes 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 i i I was just um reflecting on you know we met each other at um you know this uh coaching um uh thing (laughs) training (laughs) and uh (laughs) And um, we had lots of interactions when we talk about the filters that we have, right? The different type Mm -hmm. of filters that we have. And uh, just for the audience's um, uh, uh, benefit is that when we talk about uh, these filters, we're talking about something that we call catabolic energy and anabolic energy, okay? And if you don't mind, I will, you know, introduce you a little bit to that because it will help us to maybe talk to some of these uh, uh, lenses or energy levels or filters, you know, we can name them in different ways. Um, uh, But catabolic talks about, uh, let's say, something that drains your energy, it takes away from you, it drains you. And therefore, you know the the amount of energy that you have available to uh, fulfill a task or an action becomes uh, a little bit more challenging or limiting uh, versus uh, what we call anabolic energy. That is something that gives you energy. It gives you that uh, um, that kind of energy that makes you look at task or meet task with a uh, uh, with a lot of joy and a lot of freedom to pursue it, right? Um, I I don't know, is there anything else that you want to add to that, you know, in terms of explaining the catabolic and anabolic, because I think it's useful for our listeners to understand that before we get into these filters and energy levels.
0: Mm. Well, I think both are necessary, to be honest, because life usually happens in a circle and anabolic builds us up and catabolic builds us down. And sometimes we need both. Um, some things, as I said, need to be gotten rid of in order for something new to grow. So I wouldn't put any judgment on it. I would just say, um, well, it comes back down to awareness again of like, okay, in this area of life, when it comes to this goal, I experience a lot of Negative, um, catabolic thinking or feelings. Um, but once you know that, and if you still determine the goal to be relevant, then you you have a chance of changing your approach. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a that, that's a very good one. No. No judgment. Right. <laughs> no judgment. Uh... <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> that's a that's a very important one we judge you know ourselves and maybe others in that process uh far too often okay mm-hmm. and uh I, I like i always like the saying um that you know don't approach things you know with judgment but by you know a little bit more curiosity rather than judgment and 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 yeah everything that we discuss now is from a, a place of curiosity okay mm-hmm. so I, I, I like that addition. Uh, but, you know, going back to our topic of, um, you know, behavior and um, uh, procrastination. procrastination. Mm-hmm. And when we think about behavior, we spoke about this, you know, the thoughts, the feelings and the, and the action. And maybe to start grouping things a little bit to give us an opportunity later on in the conversation to come up with uh, ways or ideas of how to beat that procrastination, okay, is that um, when we look at the catabolic side of things, the, so the draining kind of energy, uh, the main thoughts that uh, uh, we seem to have when it comes down to catabolic energy is when we, and, and this is maybe the, the heaviest, you know, kind of energy is when we we, we feel a victim of the situation that we're in okay uh, that's our thought you know I am a victim of this situation I have no choice I you know I have to do this I need to do this instead mm-hmm. of I want to do this okay and and that's maybe a first thing like when we think about these things is it I I really want to do this or is I need to do this and I have to do this that already brings a kind of kind of energy Um. Uh, but also thoughts of, of conflict, not being very clear maybe on um, our uh, 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 values and which, which you know, we have different type of values. Are we, com- are we compromising when we make a choice? Are we not compromising? Are we clear on what we're doing? What What, what is our purpose? Why, why do we want to do that? So these thoughts can really put a sort of, heavy drain on ourselves and if you put that in the context of you know procrastination that that might not lead to straight action or the right Mm -hmm. kind of action or Um, even inaction
0: (laughs) when you believe yourself to be at the effect of of life and not not at the cause of your actions
1: yes Mm -hmm. exactly exactly and uh, and 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 if we add then you know emotion to it, okay, <clears throat> uh, w- when we get those kind of thoughts, it's quite easy to to uh, because also inaction is also an action, right? Mm-hmm. It, it it leads to not doing anything because we we feel a victim of the of the situation okay and but that doesn't mean we don't have dreams that doesn't mean we don't have an idea or an action that we want to you know we uh, yeah action that we want to perform uh, in a way Uh, and the same is for anger okay you might be in a conflicting scenario with yourself and you're not quite happy with yourself or with others, or the kind of working environment or uh, uh, your social environment, any kind of environment that you're in, where you have interactions with others, um, you you might feel unhappy uh, about the relationships that you have, or you might feel unhappy. Those kind of feelings are all part of this draining kind of energy that we uh, we all know and all recognize, and uh, to a lesser or a higher degree. Uh, but we all we all have been there, and as you said, Lisa, before, is that this is not, you know, about judgment. This is is about you know knowing that all these energies, you know, are useful mm-hmm. in some scenarios, uh, but everything comes down to choice.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so. I, I don't know. Is there anything, you know, from your experience or you know your, your your thinking, that you want to add to, you know, the catabolic kind of energy that we're we're talking about and we're we're, we're sharing with our listeners?
0: <laughs> I would love to make it super concrete with an example and then maybe already oh. show how we can shift it into a more anabolic level if we want to okay. reach a goal. Because something popped up in my mind. <laughs> So I, how do I say this, I sometimes think, okay, I need to really build up an exercise habit, I need to have it more structured, I I want to reach these kind of fitness goals, for example. And for this I need to do A, B, C, D, (laughs) E, F, G. (laughs) So my head sometimes tells me, okay, so it's two hours of yoga in the morning and two hours of dancing at night and then maybe you fit in some weight training. (laughs) And then I don't do anything. Because obviously the goal was very high and my life is not structured that it gives me that kind of time. Um, And even though I'm in decent shape (laughs) and I would love to improve it, it feels like, it feels very draining to force myself into a four hour exercise regime (laughs) on a daily basis. Um, So I have a lot of catabolic energy but when i zoom out and i notice that okay that's just my head telling me that and i actually observe my life and the things i do on a daily basis or on a weekly basis i notice and that that's where it already gets into the anabolic side i notice like okay i do a lot of movement um and that's probably what's keeping me in shape <laughs> <laughs> so i go dancing i have dance training like two times a week and then I just go social dancing like once or twice a week. So that's already like three to four times. And then I picked picked up uh, bouldering. So like once a week, so that's kind of like strength training. And then I go on regular walks where I get like cardio um, or fresh air. Um, I usually because I live in Berlin, um, I usually cycle everywhere so i also get cardio so mm-hmm. if i notice it from that standpoint i realize oh okay what more do i actually need or would like to have because it's already integrated in my in my schedule does that make sense
1: yeah it makes a lot of sense and i was wondering as you were talking through it what would be your in, in that you know the moment that you went through that kind of Scenario where there's a lot of things that you want to do. What would you, would, would you say were your sort of core thoughts and feelings at that point, so that our listeners can recognize those kind of thoughts and feelings?
0: It was more just like. In the, in the online world, all those fitness trainers are like, oh, you need to do this every day. So apparently, I started believing that my my exercise routine was lacking. And I got all these thoughts of like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this right. I'm not at my goal yet. Um, I can't do this. Apparently, I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> and that obviously didn't motivate me to do more. Like, obviously of course I still have other desires like I would love to um integrate some more physical yoga like I meditate a lot but I would love to integrate some more asanas again in my schedule maybe even in the mornings to get me going um but that's like a nice add-on because I'm already when I think about it holistically I'm already at a nice um, at a nice space in terms of like the amount of movement I get on a weekly basis. So it's not coming from a like, oh, I don't even ever move. So it's not coming from a very needy place, so it's already like a dynamic system. I just want to tweak it a bit. Yeah. And okay. that's whole okay, has yeah. a whole different energy behind it. A whole like okay no actually i'm fine i feel strong and flexible i just sometimes feel sluggish in the morning what can i do to improve that for example
1: okay okay yes i can hear that you you, you know you're you're in the uh uh in, in the zone of recognizing as you were talking about at the introduction uh, you, you you're, you're very aware of of your actions and therefore you have Found strategies that we can talk about and later as well, strategies to counter those kind of things. But to to talk about the, the, the thoughts and the, the, the feelings, um, to zoom in on that, that, that's very interesting, right? Because you had all the right intentions, you're not necessarily in a bad place, but still you find yourself procrastinating. On some of these things, because you had additional thoughts and feelings, mm. <laughs> like these training regimes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I think that's a fantastic example of how it can how it can slip in, right? Mm. Uh, even though you're not in a you're in a good space, let me put it that way. Uh, mm. Still, that procrastination can slip in because of additional thoughts that we that we get, and the moment you've become aware of them, as you you have you can arrest them you can do something about it you can counter that you go for a walk or you do you know something else Um, hopefully uh, I think it was a fantastic example Lisa right hopefully it will (laughs) clarify to um, our listeners uh, when we talk about you know catabolic energy but maybe it's an idea to talk about anabolic energy right and um, uh, and maybe we should start with your example, right? And because you already came with some of these solutions, when you talk about those core thoughts and feelings, you switch them to different thoughts and feelings. Can you talk about those those different thoughts and feelings?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, as I said, after after noticing that, okay, actually everything is fine, I shifted into a more anabolic state, and I I came more I think the emotion that came in was like peace and even just joy and seeing like okay I'm fine there's all these opportunities that I can like um change it if I wish to I think that the foundation is fine um what more would I like to experience do I really want like very rigid exercise regime nah that doesn't feel feel nice for example so it's more of like what would i love to explore which is why i picked up bouldering because i haven't done that in years um so those thoughts were just freer and just more curious and more more joyful if that makes sense they were more like hey what can i do more with my body to to keep it moving um to keep it active etc yeah.
1: okay so that 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 that's really because that even in 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 uh, the tone of your voice i can hear when you talk about these things uh, i can hear your energy levels and that's exactly how this how this works for us okay because when we have that draining kind of energy it's not only the thoughts and the feelings and the actions that feel that way
0: mm-hmm. but
1: when you can switch it to those different thoughts and feelings it's almost like telling yourself that wow right I mean that's I'm in that space now right that is exactly as you were explaining there is that that feeling of energy and I could hear in your voice your tone of voice already that that energy coming coming back okay and uh if we talk about this this a little bit more in terms of thoughts and feelings for our listeners to recognize those kind of things, uh, often in a space where we feel the things and the thoughts that we get that Lisa was talking about is where there's almost a feeling of reconciliation, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not about fighting something or fighting anyone or fighting with the goals and the intentions that you have was actually reconciling with that okay to get to a level of acceptance Mm -hmm. for for yourself right i I am in a good space i -hmm. am happy with what i'm doing and uh, i'm happy to embrace those feelings and thoughts and that's what I we're, you know I heard you talking about already um, and uh, feeling calm about those decisions uh, right? because it's not fighting anything or, or judging yourself. It's yeah. about being in peace with yourself and accepting that where you are is exactly where you know you need to be and that's perfectly fine. OK, and yeah. once we can accept those thoughts and feelings, you know, as you shared with us, then the I almost want to say that the inaction that we were talking about suddenly can be that kind of energy that we need to be, you know, to be performing the actions that we that we set out for ourselves, because we're meeting those with a energy that that feels good to us, right? And 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 we're in acceptance. Uh, is there anything you want to to add to that, right? Because I, I like the way you, you you know you look at these things.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Um, no, you made good points there, um, and I can totally agree. Mm, what I would add is more that sometimes all those energy levels, even though they may be catabolic, they also serve a purpose. So even if they pop up unconsciously, that's fine. And the inaction, even though it might be there, it also is an opportunity in itself, because it gives us time to reflect and to rest and digest, and then move into a more anabolic space if we choose to, if that makes sense.
1: Sure. Sure thing. Yeah, Yeah, sure. I I was wondering because you already uh, spoke about some ways that we can, I wouldn't necessarily want to say move from catabolic to anabolic necessarily because you already mentioned that both serve a purpose. Um, I think the function of us explaining that is more about bringing it to a conscious level it's not mm-hmm. about judging which one is good or bad, but bringing it to a conscious level so that we have choice and we have freedom. That's where we're coming from. Um, but it would be good maybe to share a couple of tools. things that our users could do—tools to, right, to to exercise so that you can you can do the things that you set out to do, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're celebrating. I have so many. <laughs> all right let's go let me open my toolbox
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I mean if you've been involved in any kind of personal development space (laughs) you've come come across many probably so my favorites are (laughs) um no I like for myself personally my all-time evergreen favorite is actually journaling and uh, just getting it out there, structuring it, um, giving it words. Because sometimes I have a bunch of very confused feelings that I can't name. Um, and then writing it down makes it clearer. Mm, so that would be one. I like meditating. Mm, yeah. And I quite like listening to my intuition. What would you add?
1: Yeah, I, I think the, uh, uh, the meditation for me is an interesting one uh, because I really think it, it's, it's very useful. Um, uh, what was important uh, for me to discover is that meditating, because I hear a lot of people saying that's very hard. I don't know uh, how to do it. Uh, and when someone said to me, listen, you can also meditate for five minutes. It's just finding yourself that quiet time that moment don't over it with you have to know this and have to know mantras and have to know all these things obviously those things you know are really great things to to know uh and to have as part of your toolbox but meditate can be as simple as i find time for myself right so i really like that one it really adds a lot of value um the one that I would like to add to it is um, learning to set boundaries and, and, and say no, um, because we were talking about all these conflicting uh, thoughts that you could have and all these things that you do. And uh, uh, I noticed that often we end up doing a lot of things that, uh, as I said, we, we have to do or we need to do, some of these are errands, some of these things are other people's actions that we have to perform. Uh, And we find ourselves in a space where we have no time left to actually do the things that we set out to do when it comes down to our bigger dreams or our goals or that simple action that was important to you. Maybe that book that you wanted to write and you said, I'm going to write myself one page a day or whatever it is. (laughs) And you don't do it because you end up doing all sorts of other things. So setting boundaries, I think is a very important tool to, you know, move yourself from inaction or doing too many actions that are not linked to what you actually wanted to do. Because Lisa, coming back to our point in terms of, This podcast it wasn't that there was nothing was happening it was that all the time was spent on something else (laughs) you you, you get me so i think intention setting is really really important um listening to intuition um is important that's a bit of a space that uh, you you know often people find difficult what 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 does it mean what is what is intuition right because I'm hearing this thought and that thought and that feeling and the other feeling, Um, but it's also about learning to trust ourselves, right? To be happy with where we are and who we are and and take that as a departure point. It comes down to focusing on the awareness, your awareness, becoming aware of using all your senses, what is happening at this point in time and, and then go into full acceptance where I am at this point in time and what is happening at this point in time is perfectly fine, right? And from there, if that acceptance is there, I can you know, I can move on. So listening to that intuition and those feelings to trust it and to, even if it feels as a risk, to simply try to listen to that rather than to try to rationalize everything, right, Mm. to a point. It's maybe easier said to done. I think a very important one to mention. If you combine that with the journaling that you were talking about, to start writing about those kind of feelings and thoughts, uh, or maybe, you know, when we talk about meditation, to find that quiet space and go into full acceptance of that, that one moment, that present moment and not overcomplicating complicating with the past and the future. Those kind of things um, are what I would say, tools uh, and things that you could do to get yourself into that space of you know, focusing on your intentions.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think? Very good points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree and I want to come back to boundaries. I also don't want to overstretch <laughs> the attention of our listeners and I think we're closing in on one hour so I would love to summarize a bit as to what we've touched on um, we've basically gotten into behavior why it's important how does procrastination come into it um, that progress that we kind of all do it in some areas of our lives um, and that is just about remaining conscious and like raising con- uh, raising awareness of if it's actually something that contributes to our goals in terms of the behaviors that we're doing or not doing how we can change that we've mentioned some tools um, we've mentioned that getting even just getting to a place of of acceptance of hey that's okay at the moment um, what do i want to do next um is really valuable Um, and yeah that there's so much to explore (laughs) if you choose to go into that rabbit hole um of personal development of um changing your behavior of um yeah just getting into that head head and feeling space of like what actually precedes my behavior (laughs) uh and, yeah, that's it from my side, I guess. What would you like to add?
1: Oh, I think your, your, your summary is, is, is perfect. All, all I think is left for me to, to say is that I want to say to everybody, you're awesome. What you're doing is fantastic. Keep going. Keep believing. Keep trying. And uh, enjoy Enjoy this present moment. And mm. Lisa, exactly the same for you. You're <laughs> awesome. And thank you very much for having me.
0: Thank you, Gregory. It was fun. It was definitely fun. Um, yeah. And to all the listeners, keep tune in. Keep tuning in. <laughs> um, and have a wonderful day. Bye bye. Bye
1: bye.